Namaste. Today I will discuss how to write a research paper and in fact how to carry out any kind of research. While carrying out any kind of research, one thing we have to remember is first thing we have to decide our broad area and we should never deviate from our broad area because you must have seen many times people write a number of research papers but still they are not known as specialized in a particular area. Reason is they start writing on any topic or any issue that comes in front of them. So first thing is before carrying out your research, uh, either you are going for your PhD or after PhD you are writing your research papers, you have to decide your broad area. For example, if you want to write about religion, then please let religion be your broad area. Or if you want to uh, write about women, then let women or feminist studies be your or gender studies be your broad area and then whatever topic you decide should come within this area that and if you don't work within your broad area what happens it is a situation like you start climbing on a mountain you reach till here and then suddenly you decide fine uh, i will now not go ahead i will come down and then you start climbing on the other pillar then you go up till here and then you decide fine i will now come down and i'll uh, try another pillar you reach till here and then you decide that you want to go to another pillar now what is happening that you have not reached on the top anywhere on any of the pillars you have not reached on the top you have tried everything but you have not reached on the top so this is where if you have decided to walk into one particular area which is known as your broad area keep working on that and be innovative to bring all the topics within that broad area. Jumping from one pillar to another pillar is not going to take you anywhere and you will not be called as a specialist in any field. So deciding a broad area is very difficult. Here you should not be carried away by what others say. You should decide what your knowledge is, which area interests you, what is an area for which you will be able to live with for a long time because you are not going to change. You will change topics within the broad area, but you're not going to change your broad area for a long time till the time you are a specialist in that particular area. Now deciding a topic. You have to decide the topic within that broad area, whatever it is. Be very careful while deciding your topic. Whatever your topic is, you have to bring it within your broad area. It may be like you want to work on smoking, or you want to work on medical conditions or hospitals, or you want to work on the classroom or education, you want to work on crime, you want to work on justice, you want to work on pollution, anything you want to work on. Say suppose you're working on women's studies or gender studies or feminist studies, then each topic out of this you have to bring within your broad area. How? Like if you're working on women and you want to write a research paper on smoking, then you can choose something like impact of smoking on pregnant women. It can be a comparative study of women smoking in urban areas and rural areas and the impact of that smoke on those women in those areas. If you want to work on medical conditions, then again, you have to decide like for example, COVID-19 and the healthcare workers and especially the women healthcare workers or COVID-19 and the women educators. How were they striking work-life balance? So anything, whatever the topic is, you have to bring that particular topic into your broad area. Like for example, during COVID-19, everyone was trying to carry out a research. Now what to research on? Now you have to decide your topic in such a way that it comes in women. So now what we will do, we'll go to Google. As soon as we type COVID-19 and gender, we can see so many things coming up. 
COVID-19 statistics by race and gender, COVID-19 and gender inequalities, COVID-19 and gender-based violence, COVID-19 and gender equality, COVID-19 and gender impact, COVID-19 and gender issues, COVID-19 and gender issues in India, COVID-19 and gender-based violence, COVID-19 and gender roles, COVID-19 and gender-based violence in Kenya. So it can be area specific. It can be any area, but you have to bring it within your broad area. Now, once you have decided what you are going to work on, say suppose you decide to work COVID-19 and gender inequalities. Now, the, here we were on Google. Now, we'll go to Google Scholar. Once you Google, uh, go to Google Scholar, then type your topic COVID-19 and gender inequality. A lot of research on this topic will open. So in here, like you can see gender inequality in publishing during COVID-19 pandemic, the impact of COVID-19 on gender inequality in the labor market and gender role attitudes, a critical assessment of the UNDP's gender inequality index, so many topics you will find. So what you are doing within your area, you are narrowing down the topics. So it, you decided COVID-19 and gender inequality. And then you can see there are so many papers on that. Now, what you should do, you should at least read the abstract. If you cannot read the full paper, you should at least read the abstract of all these papers. And you, when you will read the abstract of all these papers, you will get an idea that what work already has been done. And then you will find what you can do. After reading all these papers, I decided few topics on gender issues. Those were like women striking balance between work and personal life during COVID-19 pandemic, a case study of National Capital Region of India. Women educators and COVID-19, a case study. Women working in healthcare sector during COVID-19 in the national capital region of India. Impact of COVID-19 on small-scale industries initiated by middle-class women and COVID-19 and its impact on sex workers. This was also a very important topic because I could not find much work on Google Scholar on that. So once you have decided the topic that this is something I want to work on, then try and find out what has already been done on these topics. This is known as literature review. Say suppose out of all these topics, we decide that we will carry out our work on COVID-19 and its impact on sex workers. Then we will go for literature review. Why literature review? So that you know what all has been done on this topic and that will give you certain questions also in your mind you, uh, why this has happened and you will also find some lacunas. Okay, this paper has been done on this particular topic but this question has not been answered. So literature review is very important to give you a particular roadmap as how you are going to, what topics you are going to include on your research. You have uh, typed COVID-19 and sex workers. It will give you a lot many papers on that. You're supposed to read all the papers, but if you have less time, at least read the abstract so that you get an idea that what kind of work has already been conducted in this research. Come back to Google Scholar type the particular thing which you think has not been done. If you do not find anything on that, or if you find very little research on that, that means now your research topic is decided and you are going to carry out all your research on that particular topic. Now this is known as research gap, that you have found out the gap which has not been filled by the number of researchers who were working on the same topic. Now your objective of carrying out the research is filling the research gap. You have read all the abstracts, all the papers, whatever material was available. And you have also understood that this particular thing is a gap. This has not been answered. So this is going to be your research question. What is your research question? Your research question is the question answer to which will bridge the gap 
in the literature which is available. This way here you will formulate a research question. Now what is a research question? A research question is going to be the question answer to which is going to fill the research gap. So formulating a research question is important because your conclusion actually is the answer to this research question. So when you're formulating a research question, uh, you should ask these questions to yourself. Do I know the field and its literature well? What are the important research questions in my field? What areas need further exploration? Could my study fill a gap or lead to greater understanding? Has a great deal of research already been conducted in this topic? Has this study been done before? If so, is there room for improvement? Is the timing right for this question to be answered? Is it a hot topic or is it becoming obsolete? Will the study give a significant impact on the field? Ask yourself this question, you will know what question you are going to frame. With this research question, from your broad area, you are coming to a specific area within the broad area. So you will narrow down your broad area. And when you specifically narrow down your broad area, that is going to be your research title. After deciding your title of the research paper, you will decide what, what kind of research methodology you are going to adopt, whether you want to go for quantitative research or you want to go for qualitative research. Quantitative research is deductive while qualitative research is inductive. In quantitative research, we study well-known phenomena, whereas in qualitative research, often studies unknown or little known phenomena. In quantitative research, testing of hypotheses and theories is done, whereas development of hypotheses and uh, theories is done in qualitative research. Quantitative research is, is conducted in controlled settings, whereas qualitative research is conducted in naturalistic settings. In quantitative research, we have large number of subjects. In qualitative research, smaller number of targeted participants are there. In quantitative research, standardized numerical data collection is done, whereas qualitative research is carried out on the base of textual, audio, and visual data collection. In quantitative research, data is gathered first, then analyzed, whereas in qualitative research, data gathering and analysis occur simultaneously. In quantitative research, statistical analysis is done, whereas in qualitative research, analysis of content, it may be in the form of text, audio, video, whatever is there, is done. In quantitative research, we explore outcomes due to treatments, manipulations. In qualitative research, we explore complex issues and interactions between humans, reasons for outcomes and processes. So, the major difference between qualitative and quantitative research is that in qualitative research, we explore, we go deep and we seek to understand. Whereas in quantitative research, we quantify, we validate and we make decisions. In this, we have to decide research philosophy, whether it is positivism, realism or interpretism. We also decide research approaches, whether we are going to follow deductive approach or we are going to follow inductive research. We also decide research strategies like experimentation. We are going to conduct a survey or it will be a case study or it is going to be a grounded theory or we are going to work on ethnography or it is going to be a action research. We also decide time horizons. It is going to be cross-sectional or longitudinal. Also data collection methods are decided whether it is going to be what kind of sampling it is going to be. Are we going to carry out our research on secondary data or primary data or observation or interviews or 
questionnaire. Once this all is done, that you have decided your broad area, you have decided your title, you have done the literature review, you have decided your methodology, you have decided your research question, then you will sit down to write an abstract. And please remember, abstract is very important. As I was telling you while carrying out your literature review, that if you can't read all the paper, at least read the abstract. Why I uh, said that was because once you will read the abstract, there are some abstracts that will be very interesting and you will choose some papers out of all the abstracts you have read to read completely. So your abstract has to be very impressive and should convey what all is there in the paper because it is your abstract which will make the readers decide that whether they, they are going to read your complete paper or not. Now you have to structure your abstract. You have to identify your purpose and motivation for doing the research. Specifically explain the problem you are addressing to. You have to discuss your approach, include methods and materials. You have to summarize your results, uh, what kind of results you are uh, going to look up to. And you have to also tell that what are the exact effect of these results on my field of the wider world. So writing and structuring a research paper is now. Otherwise, I have seen people start just directly start writing their research paper. No, you should have done this. You should have decided your broad area, your title. You have gone to the literature review. You know the research question. You have written the abstract. That means your roadmap is now clear. You know which map you have to follow to reach the destination. You have already written the abstract, right? Now you will write the body of the research paper. In that body, first you will give the introduction. Introduction you can give yourself because you have done so much of literature review. So you now know what you are going to write. Then whatever you're going to write, divide it into subtopics. After writing everything and analyzing it, you will write the findings. You will give some suggestions. And after that, you will write the conclusion. And your conclusion is going to be the answer to the research question. If your conclusion is the answer to the research questions, that means you have achieved your, the destination you have decided to reach. Now, once the paper is written, bibliography is very, very important. It, it contains at times footnotes, references, bibliography. What is the importance of bibliography? It actually tells the reader how many readings you have gone through, what all you have consulted while writing your research paper. It is not only your opinion, but you have taken opinion from a number of experts in that particular field. In this bibliography, you can use primary data, you can use secondary data, you can use books, you can use articles, you can use news clippings, you can use some interviews, some analysis, whatever you have taken from wherever. You have to acknowledge all these people in the bibliography. Bibliography actually most of the times decide the, the strength of the paper. After the research paper is over, now you have to submit your paper. Before you submit your paper, what you have to do? You have to check for error. If there are some grammatical errors, some formatting errors, some error in your footnote or writing your bibliography, everything you have to check. Then find out a suitable journal. Means you have worked so hard in preparing this research. You have worked for months on that. You have done your literature review for months. Now just don't hurriedly submit it to any journal. Find out a suitable journal. Find a Scopus Index. You want to send it to a Scopus Index journal or you want to send it to a UGC Care Listed journal or whichever. You have to send your paper to the best of the best journals available in that field. Now, how we do it? Most of the journals, good journals, you go to their site, they have a box given over there, you write your abstract and they suggest you which journals you can go to. 
So find out the best journals available in your field. Go to the website of those journals, what uh, they are saying, what is the impact factor, what are their affiliations. Once you are satisfied with all, then you submit your paper. Gain is not over by submitting your research paper. If the paper is accepted, that happens rarely. The paper may be rejected also. Like I have submitted one of my research papers, right? The first communication we get from editors is sometimes like this. Like the editor here says, I'm pleased to tell you that your article has cleared the journal's originality check. That is 70%, which is well within the journal's acceptable range. That is between a 30% to 40%. Similarity index report attached for your information. Your manuscript will now undergo. See, this is the first communication we are receiving from the editor. So this is just the originality check. Plagiarism has been checked in our paper and it is now 17%. Now they are saying your manuscript will now undergo the peer review process. It will be sent to three independent reviewers competent in specialized areas for their evaluation. As this process will take approximately eight weeks to complete, you may contact me for an initial update by then. So here also you should not feel dejected because at least now the process of publication has started. Again, after this, accepted happens rarely. So two things will happen now. You will get the observations. It can be minor revisions, it can be major revisions. Now we have received observations on our paper, which I have submitted. It was work-life balance during COVID-19. So here the editor says, it is my pleasure to inform you that your paper title above has been tentatively accepted by the editorial board on 12th November 2020 for publication. Now they say, though the editorial board has recommended publication, it is subject to following comments and conditions. There are three reviewers. The first reviewer says, some model or tool should have been used. References are not in as per prescribed guidelines. You have to agree to it or you have to disagree to it. So uh, for this, I have written to the editor that not necessary that in each paper of social science or history, we need to use a model or a tool. Then they have said references are not as per prescribed guidelines. So we went to the guidelines and we have changed the references to as they have asked for. Then reviewer two says, the title of the article is self-explanatory and such works are the need of the R. But the weakness, he says, the author has adequately explored the previous literature in the research field of feminist writings. But while doing the same, the author has missed to correlate the same with the history of pandemics or the writings on pandemics. Secondly, the analysis of the data appeared quite abrupt and sudden, but overall the author has beautifully concluded the topic and presented a balanced analysis of the work. Third is, the author has been fair enough in presenting the facts, but the first part and the second part of the article lacks harmony. Otherwise, the article is of acceptable standard with accuracy and clarity following a logical format. I recommend publication. Third reviewer says, content and context are very topical and recent, but still premature to be accepted as a journal. Abstract is good, but lacks clarity. Methodology section is very poor and short. Research uh, uh, result and discussion should be more critical and in-depth rather than explaining the meaning of the statistical results. Conclusion is narrow. References are still short. Needs professional English language. The writer did not bother to pay attention to small things. There were some additional comments also. Now, please remember, after doing so much of hard work, we have got so many comments which are positive also, which are negative also. The thing is, you don't panic because it's a good news. Why it is a good news? 
that your paper is in publication cycle. Comments may be discouraging, but remember, they are not at all personal. Now, what you have to do is, the best thing is you acknowledge. Acknowledge whatever has been written. Agree to whatever can be done. Disagree to where you disagree. I said model uh, cannot be used, but I agreed that references can be redone. Then if you do not understand anything, clarify with the editor. You can write back to the editor that what do you mean by this? Then consult your peers, consult some people expert in the field that how uh, you are going to do it if you don't know. Then revise your paper and then reply. After that, your paper may be accepted because you have done all the revisions and there are 19 to 95% of chances that the paper is accepted. And if the paper is accepted, the goal is achieved. So writing a research paper is not a difficult thing, but you have to follow it step by step. If you have any question regarding any kind of support you want, please write it in the comment box so that I can come back to you. Thank you.